Welcome to Jyotish Conversations, a weekly series presented by Pujanet, P-U-J-A dot N-E-T, your Vedic resource on the web. Each week we feature a half-hour conversation with a leading practitioner of Jyotish, Vedic Astrology. And our goal is to make this ancient knowledge interesting, understandable, and somewhat less mysterious. So here's this week's show, and thanks for listening. Well, good morning, Penny. Hello, Van. How are you today? Good, good. So I'm looking forward to continuing our discussion on karma and, and Jyotishas, and uh, uh, today we'll talk about the limbs of Jyotish. Yes, we're going to talk about the limbs of Jyotish and then how they um, interact with what we have discussed so far, um, how they measure, how they gauge the kinds of karmas we talked about in our last discussion. Great, great, good. Okay, so you know, when we started out, it uh, seems like a long time ago, <laughs> <laughs> uh, our original uh, podcast, um, we talked about the Ganapati principle. Ganapati being the lord of categories, right. of Ganas. And we've already seen so far that you know almost everything that's come out of my mouth uh, has been in terms of cate- categorizing the realities on all these different levels. And karma has been no exception. And <laughs> there's no exception in terms of categorizing the great eyes of the Veda, Jyotisha itself. And it's categorized in a couple of different ways <clears throat> to make it more um, interesting mm-hmm. or more um, uh, bewildering, which <laughs> however you want to think of it. So traditionally... Um, Jyotisha is categorized into uh, two major ways of looking at it. Into its three parts, called skandhas, or into its six limbs, called angas. So we have, like we have Vedangas, the six limbs of the uh, of Veda, of which Jyotish is a part of. Mm-hmm. Jyotish itself gets divided into six angas or limbs. But before I say that, I just want to say a quick word about the three skandhas, uh, the three major divisions and what they might mean. Okay. So the, the skandhas are, um, well, the first one has to do with astrological and um, astronomical calculations. So it's the ganita skanda mm-hmm. is the first skanda. And those are, are covered in different texts than the um, texts that would deal with whether you're going to have a husband or children, uh, etc. And they're mainly recorded in works known as Siddhantas. Okay. Those are the texts having to do with astronomical and astrological calculations. And then we have the skanda called Sanhita Skanda. And uh, Sanhita is a compilation. Generally, what the translation is, mm. and this deals more with, I guess, what you would call mundane astrology. Mm-hmm. It's the astrology that um, talks about um, the fortunes of a population at, as a whole, like a country or a nation and its destiny. Mm-hmm. So, politics, a weather is included in this. Um, uh, just kind of broad, wild scale. 
<clears throat> uh, commodities, you know, market conditions and crops and, you know, all this kind of thing. So it's it doesn't deal with the uh, destiny patterns of particular individuals. Unless the person happens to be, say, the head of the state or a king, right. in which case their uh, chart would inform uh, as to how the whole country may may uh, may go or evolve, then it may come under this um, Sanghita or mundane astrology. Uh, and this also, uh, the texts for this also are the uh, Siddhanta texts generally. And then, of course, there's the the only important one, the one that's about me, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, hora, the uh, meaning hour. So this is the part of astrology uh, that deals with uh, forecasting, really, for particular indi uh, individuals. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you get your your uh, uh, great text, one of your root texts, known as brihat, uh, which means big. <laughs> Ah, okay. Prashara, Hora Shastra. Mm -hmm. So this is the signal <clears throat> that that text is dealing with um, Hora, which is dealing with uh, that portion of the three skandhas uh, that have to do with uh, individuals. Whereas a Surya Siddhanta is a text that's going to deal more with calculation. And perhaps, uh, you know, with some of these um, Sanghita considerations. Mm -hmm. Omens, by the way, you know, we talked a lot about uh, omens, nimitta. Uh, that also is, uh, is covered in some of these Siddhanta texts. And uh, Sanghita covers omens to some extent. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, so putting that aside, the more, um, I would say, well-known, I don't want to say popular, but the more well-known divisions are the sixfold divisions, and um, <clears throat> I, I believe they uh, were put forward in um, uh, Prashnamarga, uh, talking about the, the the fact that a person who is um, fluent in, knowledgeable in all six of these divisions, their predictions will never fail. I think that um, I think Hart actually um, talks about that in uh, in Light on Life, that particular reference. So to, what are to, those? To which to which I would say easier easier said than done. Oh, I mean that's that's an immense amount of of knowledge. Uh, well, it's it's essentially it's not doable. Certainly yeah. not in one lifetime. And right. is it uh, Varaha Hamira who says that the ocean of Jyotish is so vast, no one can cross it in a life, <laughs> right. perhaps ever. Right. Right. So, actually, this brings me to a, to a point for any aspiring Jyotishis out there, uh, especially of the Western ilk. The idea, it's a little aside, but you, don't, you forgive one ramble, I don't think oh, sure. much. Um, you know, there, there is a tendency to always want to go to yet another technique and method and text and point of view. Um, and it's more of a Western tendency to know it all. And I think one thing the information age is teaching us is it is impossible. And that's kind of a relief. And the philosophy, um, certainly in the way I've been trained, is, you know, there's always more. There's always, always, always more. And if the idea of never feeling um, uh, content 
or ready to practice because you know that there's something more or someone knows something more. You know, you'll always be in that kind of twilight zone. And in some sense, at some point, it is much better to be very expert and have developed almost like Siddhi in, in, a, in a more contained system, a piece that works well for you or you've been trained in, uh, and become, um, you know, get that yeah that I've talked about earlier, that atomic level of knowingness. You see this with village jyotishis. You must have seen this, Ben, in, in your travels. They'll take a bare chart. No degrees, no divisional charts, no dashas even, and work magic. Because they've cultivated, they've, they've formed a relationship with the grahas and the patterns the grahas formed. And, and they're like partners. And they don't need anything more than that. You know, they don't need anything more than that. So as we go through all these limbs and this stricture that you've got to be an expert in all of them uh, in order to practice, of course, that's an ideal. And, of course, it's important to have some working knowledge of all the limbs of Jyotish. But it doesn't imply that every single technique known to a Jyotishi has to be mastered. In fact, that may be counterproductive because you'll just become an expert on the surface of the facts without having taken the time to cultivate what's much more important, which is the inner light. So with that diversion, I will come back okay. <laughs> to the six limbs. Uh, so they start kind of like the first skanda, uh, which is ganita. The six limbs start with gola and then ganita. So gola basically is observational, spherical astronomy, direct observations, observational astronomy. And this is where it starts. It, it starts by people going out and looking. And I can't tell you how important it is to picture, even if it's in your own mind, what does the sky look like at this moment that I'm considering, whether it's the birth of a person or whatever. Mm-hmm. And how does that um, impact my senses? And what does that elicit in me, uh, you know, on some subtler level? Okay? Mm-hmm. What lights does that, does that outer light turn on inside me? And I'll give you a very um, uh, concrete experience that I had. I was dealing with someone from, who was born in Russia. And her birth time was, you know, sort of known, not completely known. She said she was born early in the morning. And, uh, you know, I, I did her chart, and I was trying to tie this down more uh, as to what it might be. And she you know, was discussing it with her, and she said, well, the story I heard was, and this was a January birth in mm. Moscow. Okay. okay. Not so warm and cozy in Moscow in January. No. She said, the story I heard was my, you know, my mother was in labor. It was a hard labor all through the night. And as the first ray of the sun hit the frosted window, I was born. Hmm. And to me, that became a driving force in the um, interpretation of that chart. Mm-hmm. Because it's an omen. You know, it's, it's a nimitta, like the rainbow I was talking about. You know, it also helped me to tie down the, the, the birth time. Oh, that's what it looked like. You know, the first ray of light. 
And then what was that? What was the implication of that, you know, for that life? And the combinations I would see would be in those terms on that cold, uh, cold, cold morning after a hard night of labor, the sun's rays hit the uh, frosting window and this child is born. Right. Yeah. Right. So it starts with Gola, starts with that, that direct observation. And we can get into, you know, the whole uh, controversy between uh, Western and, uh, and Jyotisha on retrogression in this particular regard. The fact that retrograde planets, Bakra planets are bright. We'll do that another time. <laughs> uh, they're, you know, they're, they're not weak. In fact, they're just the opposite. They're strong. We'll talk about that. All of that is based on direct observation with the with the notion that what is bright is powerful. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the central idea. And what's the brightest thing in our in our uh, observation from planet Earth? It's the sun. Sure. So there's no no accident that the sun's correlated with power, with royalty, with with steadiness, with you know, with uh, sattva, with life, all of that. Why? Because our observation is its bright. So it all starts with Gola, with observation. And then Ganita, uh, the same category we saw in the Skandas, calculation. So all of the calculations, and it's unbelievable, unbelievable what the ancients were able to calculate. The distances, the astronomical distances that they were able to accurately assess with none of the tools we have. Uh, and all of this is laid out more in these Siddhantas. But also calculation in terms of Jyotisha calculation. How do you calculate a chart? How do you calculate a divisional chart? Uh, you know, those kinds of things. How do you calculate certain points that are going to be useful? And so they go hand in hand. Gola and Ganita go hand in hand. Hart likes to say like two wings of a bird. Right. Uh, very important. They are where it all starts. And then based on those observations and calculations, the sages with their inner light make certain inferences uh, anumana. You know, they don't have the direct observation, the prakchaksha, but they have the anumana, the inferences, uh, from which they would spin out their precepts and principles that we study to this very day. So gola, first branch, ganita, the calculation, second branch, and then they give birth to Jataka, which is uh, birth or natal astrology, Hora, in the, in the other system. So this is where we have all our information. You know, well, how many um, cars, you know, will I marry, what kind of job, what kind of health, all of that. Jataka, mm-hmm. birth or natal astrology. And then we have... Um, that branch of astrology that deals with the present. And, and I'm going to integrate these with the karmas we talked about last time in just a second. Okay. So the, the, the present and the near future, you know, am I moving? Or, um, you know, what is, what is he really thinking about me? <laughs> All of yeah. these kinds of things. And this is the branch known as prashna, where a person can ask a question uh, or even not ask a question. So, for example, someone comes in for a reading, and I've done my work on the Jataka portion. I've done my Gola, I've done my Ganita, I've done my Jataka. Uh, but as the person comes in for the appointment, I take a look at the chart for the moment. Sure. Okay? 
And even though they haven't asked me a question, this is prashna. It still is information on what is the current situation. And that becomes extremely important um, in correlating with the jataka, which after all was cast at the moment of birth. So it's a measure of uh, it's a measure of prarabdha. Might as well integrate it. I can hardly contain myself for integrating it. <laughs> so jataka actually deals with prarabdha karma. What is it that is to unfold in this lifetime? Right, okay. exactly. Right. This is the trajectory. Prashna deals with <clears throat> what kind of wind has been blowing around that arrow. What has the person done with their free will? Because the the chart of the moment is going to be different in some ways and similar in some ways as uh, to the birth chart. Okay, and in ways that it's different, Prashna is actually showing the kriya mana karma, the 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 action of the moment. Okay, and then the actions of the moment in terms of since Jataka, since the birth. So when a Prashna chart shows something exactly as fixed as the birth chart, no variation, then you're really in the uh, grip of very drud karma. You know, karmas that are, are, are quite firm. Yeah, inescapable. When, inescapable. When the Prashna shows, you know, an improvement, oh, you know, in the prashna, uh, the person seems to be stronger than they were. Then perhaps you're dealing with a person who has made decisions in their lifetime, have used their free will, uh, and gathered to them uh, more alignment with natural law, and it shows up in the prashna. Right. So prashna actually then is a measure of kriya manakarma, the uh, fructifying at the moment, you know, the, the free will... Uh, intersection. This is what I'm doing now. And then there's a branch of Jyotisha, the next one of Mahurta, which is planning. This is the planning phase. I would like to get married. I would like to start a job. And I would like to do it under the best circumstances. I would like to align in the best way with natural law. And so this correlates to um, Agama the uh, uh, contemplated actions. because Where you, where you have pure choice. Exactly. When will, I, when will I begin a trip? When will I, you know, be inaugurated as a government official? When will I, you know, get married, etc.? Exactly. So that um, uh, branch, Mohorta, deals with this kind of, uh, of karma. But it's interesting, and I know uh, if you fix mortas, you know, I certainly have. Um, the concept of drud prarabdha karma shows up even under the best of circumstances. You know, the best of mohortas, I've, I've fixed mohortas, and for whatever reason, people don't make the time. Yes. You know, something happens and they can't make the time. Uh, or even more realistically, it is unrealistic. Hmm. to think that uh, a person with very drud karmas with respect to marriage can have a reasonably nice muhurta and erase all of that 
what you have done is you have aligned yourself to a you know to a much better time period, and you have um, you have maximized your chances. You're you're self-examined, and if you're self-examined enough to ask for Mahorta to begin with, you're well on your way to dealing with using your free will to deal with some of the prabda that you've been delivered. Right. But it, it's it would be um, I, I think it would not serve a person well to think that all you have to do is have a good muhorta and it all goes away. Uh, any more than it serves a person well to think they could spend ten thousand dollars on an emerald and buy their way out of their karmas. And, no, and I think I think that, <laughs> that you know, you're right, and I think that uh, uh, muhorta is a very very fine art with lots of gotchas because. Uh, two people joined me in uh, in India um, uh, for Shivaratri, and they spent weeks working out a Morhurta. And <clears throat> apparently, they must have gotten it wrong because their trip going from the U.S. to India by way of England and Bombay was an unbelievable disaster. <laughs> Where. <laughs> Whereas I, <laughs> I just choose, okay, well, I'm going to go on this day and I'll uh, hope for the best, had a delightful trip. So, so here we have m- my personal opinion that uh, Mohurtas uh, can be very useful, but it's really, really difficult to get just right. And uh, uh, just as another quick example, a friend of mine got married last week and um, uh, we chose and found a wonderful mohorta uh, for the point at which I wanted the, the priest to, you know, it was a Hindu ceremony, so they don't really have the I now pronounce you man and wife, but, you know, we wanted that moment to happen right at one thirty, but um, it just didn't happen. It happened at 12.30, and so the chart for the marriage that I had planned out for them that was so amazingly perfect it just didn't happen and and your point i think is well taken that that it's this wonderful interaction of the individual with the universe that happens in many subtle ways so no matter how hard you try you may not even be able to make that perfect moment work which is of course an expression of your own karmas exactly and expressions of drud Karma yeah, fixed, very fixed. Right, exactly. Very fixed. Yeah, yeah. And we could go on and on. I mean, one story I'm fond of, too, again, from the Mr. Rao days, is uh, he, he told the story of a, you know, of a Muni, a, a, a saint, who wanted to get married and um, was a stickler for the right moment. And it looked like it would take about 400 years to find it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> So you do what you got to do, right? Right. <laughs> but, well, but but it, it is fascinating that uh, in every aspect of life, because it has to do with time, and Jyotish is the study of time, if nothing else. Um, there is a portion of this knowledge that can, yeah, in a sense, it gives you a little bit of an advantage. Absolutely, and and that's agama karma, and right. it, it it is something that is measurable. And can be worked with, and why not? It's uh, it's just again this question of obsession or attachment versus aligning to what is. You know, so if it doesn't work out for whatever reason, then you just understand 
the mechanism that's um, underlying it. Right. The final of our six limbs is something that we've talked about a whole lot already, <laughs> which is nimitta, or uh, the whole omens. And in fact, we could even make the statement uh, based on um, our previous uh, discussions that Gola, the uh, observational astronomy, is nimitta. <laughs> it's the omen for all of, of Jataka and all the other branches of Jyotish. That's where it starts. But Nimitta as a, as a distinct um, occurrence of just interpretation of signs in nature, well, we talked a lot about that in our whole uh, section on the divination systems. Those are all organized around Nimitta. Mm -hmm. What kind of karma does Nimitta represent? Well, there is something we haven't discussed in this regard. And we haven't discussed uh, uh, Kripa, or Krupa, depending on what part of India you're in. Mm -hmm. uh, and you hear a lot about Guru Krupa, mm -hmm. grace, grace, just the idea of grace, something that supersedes it all. And, uh, you know, that's what Nimitta is said to show. And it could be grace or the lack of. Uh, <laughs> Nimitta can show it either way. Mm -hmm. But that something beyond the golden mangoes, that was an expression of grace. Uh, the baby crying when uh, a Jyotishi is asked by a desperate couple who can't conceive, will we ever have a child? You know, that's prashna, but that was, was a question, mm -hmm. but it was answered by an omen, which could be, if it turns out the person conceives two months later, an expression of grace. So these things are uh, get subtler and harder to trace, but are lively and completely part of the mystery side of this vidya, this beautiful vidya, Jyotish. Mm -hmm.